Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry here, back for another episode of the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's be, hopefully it's going to be an exciting show for you, and I want to thank you for tuning in. First and foremost, before we start, you know, we have to give our appropriate shout-outs. I want to say, um, what's up to all the people over at AfroVibesRadio.com, one of the uh, premier stations to listen to the hottest and latest um, Afrobeat musics. They have some of the top DJs in the genre. They also just have a great selection of music and a great selection of shows like yours truly. Again, my shows we broadcast every day at AfroVibesRadio.com. Um, also check the app out on the App Store or both Google Play and the Apple App Store. Um, again, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time every Thursday. Also, I want you guys to check me out as well if you have any questions regarding things I do. Again, I'm a uh, fitness guru, travel blogger, and foodie. Um, check out my Instagram at DrBarryMD. That's spelled at D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-M-D. Uh, a lot of cool posts up there, a lot of good information. Also, check out our blog, Du Jour, or I guess a premier blog that we use to promote a lot of our topics that we talk about here on the show. It's on www.controlyourweight. Weight is spelled wnumeral8.com. And lastly, check us out on Facebook if you have any questions as well. Shows are posted there. A lot of cool articles are shared there as well. A lot of great folks post there as well. Good community Facebook page. Uh, it's actually um, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Okay, so today's show is going cool, to be about food, actually, but we're going to talk a little bit more specific about a certain type of food that I want you guys to start looking to incorporate into your diets. We're talking about foods that have been shown to help prevent and fight cancer. Um, cancer is one of those illnesses that's unfortunately uh, on the rise in the Western world, and we're not really sure why. Uh, there's a lot of theories out there regarding some of the causes, be it the pollutants, maybe the uh, certain agents in the food, you know, things that are potentially not natural. And it's been um, believed that, you know, kind of leaning more toward raw, organic diets can be beneficial. However, scientists are now noticing that there are certain foods that actually have very strong anti-cancer properties. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well so far as some of the foods that have been recently kind of identified and you know, briefly discuss some of the research as well, just so we can kind of start to educate ourselves on foods that we should try to start incorporating more and more of in our diets if we want to help reduce our risk of cancer. Now, cancer is something that you really can't guarantee because there's so many potential causes out there. Um, however, um, it's believed that if we can incorporate certain foods in our diets, we can really kind of stack the odds in um, our favor, if you will, by, you know, eating things that can help counteract some of those known um, chemicals that can help promote certain harmful cancerous conditions. Now, even um, the oncologists who typically treat cancer are now uh, trying to at least incorporate um, a dietary modification in their treatment plans in addition to the typical uh, uh, you know, chemo and other traditional cancer treatment methods. Alright, so the first uh, food item that I want to talk about is broccoli. <laughs> Broccoli is one of those foods that uh, has been, you know, unfairly hated on by uh, the culinary establishment for many years. Um, some say it's not a real vegetable. Some say it's, um, you know, not actually natural. I um, am of the opinion that broccoli is, you know, grown out of the ground. It's considered, in my opinion, a, a real food because, you know, it is uh, grown and it's a biological organism. 
And it's very, very nutritious. Broccoli is one of those foods that, you know, has a very unique profile and a very unique um, content of certain um, chemicals that are been shown to be very, very effective in uh, preventing cancer. First and foremost, broccoli has one very, very powerful compound known as sulforaphane. Um, and uh, sulforaphane is one of those um, compounds that are usually found in cruciferous vegetables like broccoli. Um, sulforaphane has actually been believed to be associated with reduction in a, ver- or in a variety of cancers, including breast cancer, as well as um, even colon cancer. Um, there was actually one study that was done where they actually looked specifically at sulforaphane and it actually showed that Sephora, on a 210 study out of the University of Michigan, they actually looked at sephoraphane and they actually saw in vitro, meaning outside of the body, that sephoraphane was able to kill various types of cancer cells, specifically breast cancer cells, in the lab setting. So it's definitely um, you know encouraging as far as um, something that's so you know. Effective in cancer cells is something that we can simply eat in our local grocery or simply purchase our local grocery and, and eat. Um, so there was also some improvement. In, and there was another study in Shanghai that was done in 2013 that recently showed that there was a reduction in patients who were exposed to the sephoraphane compound in their incidence of colorectal cancer. We all know colorectal cancer is one of the most devastating cancers that you can get uh, just because it affects a very important part of your body, the uh, GI system. And the sephoraphane apparently was uh, found to be effective in treating these, these cancers. So broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables are very, very effective in uh, you know helping prevent cancer. Uh, and it's something that I think anyone who's truly concerned about you know uh, getting cancer should potentially start to eat more of. Now, the next uh, item I want to discuss is beans. Uh, beans are kind of a, a food that, again, it was another uh, unfairly hated on food um, from back in the day. You know, people you associate beans and farting and beans and poverty and everything else. But beans are actually one of the most delicious and actually one of the most nutritious foods you can eat as a uh, human being, to be honest. Um, beans are excellent because they're high in protein. And they're high in fiber. So there's two things you really need. Everyone knows that we talk about high high protein, high fiber diets here on the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. And beans kind of knock both of those out of the park from the get-go. And when we say beans, we're talking in general, but really beans, um, all kind of beans are really similar in their profile. Some more nutritious than others. But for the most part, beans are fairly nutritious as a group. This includes black-eyed peas, navy beans, black beans, chato beans, or whatever kind of beans you may prefer. Um, the good thing is that Beans have a lot of effective um, chemicals in them, especially uh, cancer-fighting antioxidants. Um, so much so that there was actually a study that showed this. One second. Now, uh, this was actually proven as well in another study also out of, outside of Michigan, where they actually looked at um, rats who were um, forced to consume beans uh, weeks at a time. Um, these rats were actually given uh, various kinds of beans, black beans and or navy beans, actually. And... Um, they were eating those for four weeks. Apparently, before the uh, the diet changes, they were actually given an injection of a pro-cancerous chemical. Um, this chemical was given to the rats. They were then eating beans. Those rats who were eating beans were actually found to have a reduction in the level of tumors that were created by this chemical that was given to them, as opposed to the rats who, who ate a normal diet. So, 
There is definitely very strong anti-chemical, I mean, anti-cancer properties within beans. And it's something that, you know, in addition to the fiber, um, it's something that's very, very effective in helping reduce cancer incidences, especially colon cancer because of the, the we already know there's a strong association between, um, you know, high fiber and lower colon, colorectal cancer rates. So definitely um, consider, you know, adding a side of beans. It's actually one of the foods I like to eat instead of rice. Um, you can get that, you know, instead of rice. It's always a better choice. Uh, beans are far more nutritious, far more delicious, if you ask me, especially if they're prepared correctly. Um, and just overall, it's a better meal for you to consume. So consider beans, really any, any type you like, as uh, uh, something you want to start eating more of um, coming going forward. All right, now the next food I want to talk about are berries. Now, berries are something we've talked about a lot already on this show or, or this, this uh, podcast. And uh, berries, and when I say berries, I'm talking about all kinds of berries, from strawberries to blueberries, raspberries, all, all those items that are known as berries are very, very similar in their nutrient profile. Um, berries, number one, um, have a high level of antioxidants. Anthocyanins are actually the typical antioxidant you find in berries. Anthocyanins are very, very um, powerful because they're also strong anti-cancerous chemical molecules. So if you are, you know, eating a berry, um, you have a lot of strong anti-cancer um, molecules in those berries that will help prevent, you know, a lot of different cancers. So um, um, patients who have oral cancer have been shown that uh, people who, who consume berries can actually have a slower level of progression. Um, you know, berries are, are, are just effective for um, because they're just chock full of um, uh, antioxidants and various anti-cancer uh, molecules. They just can help reduce cancer pretty much wherever they touch. So, really, for oral GI cancers, any cancer that's really in the GI system, apparently berries can be very effective in helping treating those cancers as well as helping prevent those cancers. So, um, funny enough, one study was actually shown where they actually gave freeze-dried black raspberries to uh, to rats. Um, and these rats also were given the same um, chemical to help them get cancer. Um, and eventually, those rats who were consuming freeze-dried blackberries actually had far less tumor um, growth than those who didn't eat the berries. So, berries are just very, very effective in helping uh, uh, treat as well as prevent cancer. That's something that's been shown um, by numerous different scientists all over the globe. So, please, even though, again, a lot of these studies do look at animals, and, uh, you know, everyone will say, well, it's an animal, it's not a human, so you can't really say exactly that. But there are enough bi biological similarities between rats and humans, uh, hence the reason they're used in research, um, that we can kind of make some deductions as far as uh, how things work and how things are, are supposed to affect um, the, body, the body when they enter. So um, these are definitely encouraging, and it's something that um, because of, I'm someone who's a huge fan of berries. Um, as far as berries, uh, I'm a fan of blueberries specifically, uh, but again, all berries are really good. Strawberries are great. Blueberries are a little bit better than most, to be honest with you, but you know, you can't really go wrong with, uh, with berries. You know, throw them in your cereal, you know, use them as a garnish. You just snack on them, fr freeze them up, and just snack on them throughout the day. Another excellent way to help, you know, you know, in improve your, um, you know, health as well as reduce your risk of, of cancer so definitely check out berries uh, when you get a chance all right so that's just a few um, items we're going to talk more about some other really good foodstuffs you should be able to eat more of if you want to help reduce your cancer risk after the break again thanks for joining us on the health and wealth section podcast one moment uh, for our sponsors to chime in
Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry here, hopefully um, providing an, an exciting episode for you to consume. Again, we're talking about anti-cancer foods. Um, if you want um, to help reduce your risk of cancer, it's, it's believed that you want to help try to minimize your exposure to various carcinogens. Unfortunately, in the Western world, cancer rates are rising, and it's believed that the um, level of carcinogens that we're exposed to are actually increasing. They're supposed to decreasing. Um, it's been found that also our diets are also probably one of the biggest sources of how we get carcinogens in our system. And it's important that we're cognizant of these things, and we try to find ways we can help reduce our risk, especially through our diet, by making sure we're consuming foods that can help combat harmful toxins that can potentially cause cancer. Now, we've talked about a couple of cool or pretty good um, foods earlier in the show, including berries, um, including berries, beans, and broccoli. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, they're all bees. But um, there's other cool foods that we're going to also add on to the list. And there's a lot of foods, actually. You, if you Google anti-cancer foods, you, you guys will be shocked at the number of things that are being discovered. But I want to talk about some of the ones I like. And this is uh, what we're going to discuss. The next one, which is cinnamon. Now, cinnamon is so, so good. I mean, I'm sure some of you guys have been already messed with cinnamon already. Uh, just because it's such a popular spice, especially now in the Christmas times, holiday season here, um, where we're um, broadcasting from in America. And, um, you know, cinnamon's used a lot of cookies and baked goods, pies, and, and just delicious confectionaries. So uh, I'm sure most of you guys have already been exposed to cinnamon. Unfortunately, people tend to eat cinnamon uh, along with a lot, high levels of sugar. So, you know, sugar, especially refined sugar, which is a pro-inflammatory, believed to potentially be pro-cancerous, pro-diabetic molecule. Cinnamon, which actually is a very effective anti-cancer and anti-inflammatory molecule. It's kind of like, I don't know if you're kind of negating that effect there, but cinnamon itself is something that should definitely be used, I think, um, uh, liberally when you're um, eating and snacking, especially for breakfast because it has a sweet kind of a hint to it. But for the first thing about cinnamon, it's a very strong anti-inflammatory and um, anti um, um hyperglycemic agent, meaning that it can help reduce blood sugar. So this is something diabetics have known for a while that it can actually promote or, or increase your insulin sensitivity and actually make your body uh, more effectively able to use insulin, thereby reducing your blood sugar. And it can also help reduce inflammation. So cinnamon is a very powerful molecule. It's a spice, yes, but it, also could, it was used as a medicine for many years uh, and back in the days. It's believed that cinnamon from the uh, the country of Sri Lanka is actually considered the most anti-inflammatory and potent form of cinnamon. So if you're ever in the uh, you know East Asia or around Sri Lanka, grab some cinnamon for me and bring it back. Uh, <laughs> would love to get some of that. People have even began to use the essential oil of cinnamon and have used that to actually look at uh, its anti-cancer effect and by putting it on tumors and you know applying it different salves uh, for lesions and so forth. And it's been actually been shown to be fairly effective in reducing the size of certain tumors and uh, just kind of helping reduce tumor growth. Uh is believed to be extremely um, uh, potent in, in its antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, and anti-tumor activity. And considered actually one of the, the strongest uh, you know, medicinal spices that are out there. Hence the reason the essential oil or the um, you know oil extract of cinnamon is used quite commonly in a lot of different medical preparations by you know naturalists and uh, holistic providers. Um, <clears throat> I think cinnamon 
tastes delicious. So, I mean, as, as opposed to uh, simply just rubbing it in the oil form, you know, consuming it in various foods is also actually an excellent idea. Some people recommend taking about two to four grams, which is about a teaspoon of cinnamon in your diet a day can help, you know, prevent cancer. And it also can help reduce blood sugar, too. So if you're a diabetic, I think cinnamon is something you really want to consider looking at closely, introducing to your diet, because it can help, you know, your body utilize glucose more efficiently. Um, so overall, you know, cinnamon is one of those things that's, you know, very delicious and they use more of a, as, a, as a sweetener in various confectionaries but can be very, very effective medicinally. So consider, you know, using uh, cinnamon, you know, regularly, as well as, uh, you know, trying to incorporate it in various foods that you do consume regularly to help you get that level in your system that can help you, you know, reduce your cancer risk. All right, so the next food that I want to talk about as far as very effective cancer-fighting agents is olive oil. Olive oil is, I mean, one of the most wonderful foods out there on the market. Um, very, very, very potent in so many different areas. It's really outrageous how um, uh, nutritious olive oil can be. Um, olive oil, okay, number one, has just so many um, effective anti-cancer properties um, that it's believed to be you know, something that anyone who wants to help reduce cancer risk should be consuming, primarily because of its large amount of antioxidants. Um, again, the antioxidants are, are, are very, very um, powerful and that are found in a olive oil and it's important that you know if you're trying to reduce your cancer risk that your antioxidant levels should be quite high because antioxidants are really those important molecules that can help um, just basically de detoxify some of those chemicals that are known carcinogens and they're typically um, associated with what we call free radicals and antioxidants can help neutralize those free radicals and which can help um, prevent them those free radicals from causing damage to your normal cells. So like um, cinnamon that we just discussed, olive oil is also very powerful in its anti-inflammatory properties. We always talk about inflammation and how it's associated with so many illnesses from heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and so forth. Olive oil is one of those foods that can help directly reduce the, inflama the inflammatory levels in your system, which can help reduce some of the damage that can lead to certain conditions like heart disease. So you want to look at, you know, olive oil just because... It has so many strong anti-inflammatory molecules that, you know, it's believed that even things like Alzheimer's, arthritis, obesity may even benefit if you continue to consume olive oil regularly. <clears throat> but, excuse me, so since cancer is related to all that, it's because of the inflammation and the uh, oxidative damage that's caused by some of those cancer carcinogens, um, you want to help eliminate those type of molecules, and olive oil is one of the most effective of food you can do that you can consume to do so. Also, um, <clears throat> there's a particular um, fatty acid in olive oil known as oleic acid. It's kind of unique to olive oil. It's actually the main fatty acid in olive oil. This fatty acid, you know, is actually itself inherently anti-inflammatory, and that's actually been proven um, in various research studies, which looked at levels of C-reactive protein or CRP. It's a common inflammatory mediator that uh, we use to screen for um, for, for inflammation of the body. It's something we check for a lot in the hospital setting. Olive oil or oleic acid uh, within olive oil is believed to actually help reduce those levels and that's been shown in various research studies. So it's just important that <clears throat> that olive oil, you know, I think be I think the primary oil that people should be consuming. Um, now, the thing about it, people say, well, olive oil didn't fry right. You know, it dries up, and it does. But if you're on the new air fryer wave, like I told you about last week, olive oil actually works great with that. 
You know, instead of deep frying in lard like we used to do back in the 60s and 70s, consider using olive oil and an air fryer next time you have a hankering of some fried items. A little teaspoon of olive oil, throw it in there with some homemade fries, light seasoning, throw it in the air fryer for 15 minutes. You will be shocked how deliciously crispy and delicious an air fried basket of fries with olive oil taste compared to your traditional lard soaked um, <clears throat> counterpart. Excuse me. So olive oil is one of those foods that you know it has. We can really do a whole show on olive oil, which we might do as well in the future. But olive oil, as far as its cancer properties, are very, very, uh, very, very well known. Something that if you're not already doing it, you should probably start today. So again, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. If you're um, sedated, <laughs> EBOO in the house. That's what I like. But either one is fine. Just get it in your system. It's good stuff. Consider um, using olive oil today. And when I say olive oil, now please don't overdo it, guys. Um, just simply having maybe a teaspoon a day or using it to cook instead of the other types of oil you would normally use would be sufficient. Don't have to drink a whole bottle a day or something. Though. Let's not get over crazy with it. All right, the next food that I want to talk about that's very, very effective in its anti-cancer properties is turmeric. Turmeric is one of those old spices that's been around for, for centuries, but it's kind of really recently making a comeback. You may see some uh, cool hipsters uh, sipping on turmeric shakes or whatnot. And, you know, while it sounds crazy, it's actually a very, very effective and very, very strong anti-cancer agent. It's something that people should definitely be consuming more of. Turmeric, um, its active ingredient is curcumin, and that's actually one of the uh, more powerful um, anti-inflammatory antioxidants that we've seen in a natural setting. It's also even uh, very effective in helping reduce uh, cancer rates, particularly via its antioxidant effects. And this has actually been shown in a um, variety of studies as well. There's one study that looked at um, effects of curcumin in patients with colon cancer. Um, <clears throat> it was seen that those who were taking curcumin daily actually had significantly reduced rates of tumors in their colons after it was reassessed. Almost 40% less. So curcumin is believed to be a very potent anti-cancer agent that can actually treat certain cancers. So something that if you are suffering from a certain cancer or you're trying to try to prevent cancer, turmeric should definitely be in your diet just for that curcumin's potent <clears throat> anti-cancerous effects. Turmeric is also, like we said, a very potent anti-inflammatory agent. So it's helpful in preventing you know, inflammation like joint disease, um, heart disease, you know, Alzheimer's, things like that. So, you know, it's believed that um, there's an actual, you know, effective inflammatory component that it actually specifically blocks that makes curcumin so effective for its anti-inflammatory properties. So, you know, um, turmeric is one of those um, items, even though it's been around for ages, again, it was used traditionally by, you know, um, ancient Indian herbalists back in the, you know, early, early uh, uh, days. And now, you know, it's kind of being used as this kind of new age kind of, you know... (laughs) hipster type uh, uh, food, but it's actually one of those things that I think everyone should be consuming. I would, what I would recommend is, it's an excellent, it has like a pungy, kind of a kind of a sour, just sour pungent um, odor, but it tastes excellent if you mix it with other fruits and vegetables. So I, what I do is I take a little turmeric, put it in my uh, smoothie in the morning, and it's a great way to get those antioxidants and the strong anti- anti-inflammatory agents in your system early. Um, to help you know fight off whatever crap you may come in to contact with the rest of the day. So 
So turmeric, definitely consume more of that if you're interested in helping reduce your cancer rates and reduce your inflammation. Last one I want to talk about, I know we're right to the, the end, end of the show. And the show here is flaxseed. Flaxseed is one of those foods that I love. I mean, it's a, one of those, again, excellent foods that can help um, reduce your cancer risk just because it has a lot of um, effective anti-cancer agents. It's also very, very high in fiber. So, you know, fiber is really, I think, one of the best things you can ever eat. So, you know, getting that colorectal risk down is effective in fiber. Um, with, with high fiber diets, you want to do that. Flaxseed can also be effective in helping preventing or treating prostate cancer. Um, it was actually a study that showed flaxseed's effectiveness. It was actually, um, <clears throat> there was actually a study out of Houston that was done in 2008. And it looked at actually people who were actually diagnosed with prostate cancer scheduled for surgery to get their prostate removed due to the cancer. And they actually put some of these patients on flaxseed oil-based diets. Um, some were put on for 30 days at a time, or 30 days before their surgery, excuse me. And they looked at the level of tumors in their prostates after they were taken out. And it was shown that those who were on the flaxseed diet were, had, had a significantly lower level of tumors in their prostates. So it just shows that, um, <clears throat> that flaxseed may have a very... Um, potent effectiveness in treating specifically prostate cancer. So, you know, if you're a man, you definitely want to consider using flaxseed just as a potential, um, you know, preventative agent for prostate cancer, which is something that affects many, many men um, all over the world. So, again, flaxseed is uh, just one of those potent anti-cancer foods that you should really consider using in your diet regularly. So to get flaxseed in your diet, I would say, you know, take about a tablespoon a day, mix it in your smoothie, you know, put it in your cereal, yogurt. It's one of those foods that really goes with everything. It doesn't really have a strong taste to it, so you can really mix it with whatever and just get that, that potent um, anti-cancer effect of the flaxseed. So again, flaxseed is something you should definitely consider using if you're uh, looking for anti-cancer foods. And again, that's pretty much the end of the show. It's kind of up to the end of the hour. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Yes, it's been another exciting episode of the Health and Wellness Podcast. Please, if you have any questions or concerns, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, Instagram at Dr. Barry MD. That's B as in boy, A R R Y M D as in dog. Again, check us out also on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, another exciting show. Thanks for joining us today. Again, it's Dr. Barry and the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. Peace. <laughs>